Well, good Tuesday morning, everyone. It is now the 28th of September. My title today is, Are You Struggling to Have Assurance that You Are Born Again? Part of the recovery process for everyone who has become sexually broken or addicted is knowing what is true and what is false. Truth, as Jesus said, will set you free. Lies are the language of the devil, and they keep us captive, isolated, and broken. This is so critical because many of you, just like me, are believing that you can never tell anyone about your secret love of porn and therefore need to keep trying to recover on your own. Good luck with that. Didn't work for me. This has led to your dependence on porn as an escape, even though you know it is a highly addictive behavior, causing you to fear you might not be saved or were saved, but have lost it due to the idea that surely Christians cannot become addicted to sexual sin, even though it is a highly addictive behavior, because of the addictive chemicals our brains pump out when we begin to become sexually aroused. So this brings us to a fork in the road. Are we going to continue down the path of porn and the destruction it will certainly bring into our lives, or already has, or are we going to choose the path of recovery, knowing full well It will be a long and slow journey where we can begin to experience God changing us from the inside out and helping us gain more and more freedom. Now, I know many of you are saying to yourself that you've tried to stop on your own many, many times, yet without success. Yeah, I did that too for eight years. Perhaps you have even started going to one of the 12-step groups that are out there, S-A-S-A-A or S-L-A-A, or Celebrate Recovery. But there is this underlying fear that perhaps you've lost your salvation. Now, today we're going to look at two verses which seem to teach that idea. But in fact, they are not teaching it. They're often misinterpreted and misunderstood. So we're going to look at Galatians 5 first, where Paul has taught us that if we walk by the Spirit, we will not gratify the desires of the flesh. He says that. So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Being filled with the Spirit and walking in the Spirit are God's provisions for recovery and need to be part of our daily spiritual routine. However, just a few verses later, Paul writes these words, The acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity, and then I'm going to skip some of the other ones, debauchery, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, now listen carefully, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God, end quote. 
At first glance, it seems to be saying that those who live in sexual immorality and impurity will not be going to heaven and not inheriting the kingdom of God. And yet, we know from the mouth of Jesus, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, and whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Now, either Jesus or Paul do not believe the same thing about eternal security of our salvation, which I think is highly unlikely, or we are misunderstanding what Paul is saying to the Galatians. The words of Jesus are very simple and clear, easy to understand. Believe in him and you will not perish because you've been given the free gift of eternal life. And we looked into that uh, in the podcast and the email yesterday. However, to go on, the answer to these two ideas seeming to contradict is found in better understanding Paul's statement where he wrote, quote, those who live like this. Paul's not saying that those who have ever struggled or struggle with sexual temptation have lost their salvation or weren't even saved, if that were true, then the majority of men in every church will not inherit the kingdom of God. However, we need to know a little bit more about what are the words in the Greek meaning. I think we can agree that in real life, there's a difference between someone who is battling against some sinful sexual behaviors— like me, and there are those who are not battling against those behaviors because they've accepted it as an okay way to live. They have given themselves over to living that certain lifestyle because that's what they want. So do you see the difference? Uh, one is struggling with the sin because they know it's wrong and it is not what God wants for them. The other doesn't care if it's right or wrong. They're just going to live that way because they like it and do not see the harm in doing so. One is battling the temptation and the sin while the other has given themselves over to that way of living. So it's the person who is continuously living in these sins who will not inherit the kingdom of God, not us, who know we're in a battle, and we're striving against it. Then the Apostle John writes uh, it a little differently in 1 John 3, 4 through 6. Quote, But you know that he appeared so that he might take away our sins, and in him is no sin. Now listen carefully. No one who lives in him keeps on sinning. No one who continues to sin has either seen him or known him. Now, this phrase keeps on sinning, and those who continue to sin, again, is just like Galatians 5, is describing someone who is not trying to stop nor struggles to do so. No, they are those who choose to continue to live a lifestyle of sin instead of fighting against it. They don't see anything wrong with it because they're not believers. 
Those two verbs in both Galatians and 1 John 3 are in the present tense, which means it is an ongoing action in their lives that has become their lifestyle, and they see no reason to not just accept it and give themselves over to it. These two passages are not describing Christians who struggle with sexual sin, but those who are not Christians, and therefore, they're just fine making sexual sin an ongoing part of their life. Now, it also might help us to remember the words of the Apostle Paul, which he wrote down in his own battle with the sin of covetousness or lust. He writes in Romans 7, quote, So I find this law at work. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being, I delight in God's law. But I see another law at work in me, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within me. And then he concludes in the present tense, What a wretched man I am who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death. Thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now we're going to take some time tomorrow and look more carefully at what Paul's saying in Romans 7 because I truly do believe that he struggled and he says he struggled with covetousness and he uh, gave in to covetousness in, in all its forms of sin. But we'll look at that tomorrow. This is John Doyle with 180 Podcast. God bless you, my friends. I hope you're walking filled with the Spirit, with the full armor of God on, and in touch with others in your community of recovery. God bless you. Take care. And goodbye.